Hello. Welcome, everyone. We are here joining for our Career Talks Real Talk podcast episode on LinkedIn Live. We are diving into an amazing topic today. You've got Orlando Haynes, myself, Tiffany Human, to walk through a really important topic, especially in, in navigating the workplace. And we'll be talking about setting the right boundaries at work. Uh, we'd love to know where you're joining us from. Let us know in the comments. Um, if you're tuning in live, give us a hello. Let us know where you're located. Uh, let us know what kinds of questions you already have around boundaries at work. I know it's often a hot topic. Uh, so I'm excited to dive into this one as we close out the week and really set you up for success moving forward. What are your thoughts on that, Orlando? Yeah, so welcome everybody. Uh, again, uh, we're on episode four. I'm going to track them to about 10. I'm going to keep announcing it so people know we are consistent with doing this. So super excited. But yeah, definitely a hot topic. And I'm always, uh, I always like to bring the folks the origin of where this came from, uh, which something you discussed is as well, uh, Tiffany. So I think it was a, another discussion we had prior to and I was like, yeah, let's that's a that's a good topic. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a good topic. Yeah. Uh, so if if you're willing to uh, share, you know, how that came about. Um, and as Tina uh, and Jose, appreciate you joining. Hey, yeah, absolutely. TJF uh, coming in from South Carolina. Tina. Awesome. Thank you for joining. Uh, but yeah, share with folks how this topic kind of came about and then we can uh, dive yeah. right in. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know when you and I were kind of brainstorming some of the topics you wanted to dive into, um, this is one that I, I definitely suggested because it's it's one I get a lot of questions about and I, I see it with my audiences, with my clients, that it's not always one of the most intuitive things to do in the workplace. Um, it can often be seen as like a negative thing to set a boundary. And I, I really hope that everyone tuning in today um, or listening to this back is going to leave really empowered to know that setting boundaries is a good thing. You know, setting boundaries is essential. Setting boundaries is really critical to set you up for a sustainable success. You just have to go about it the right way. And once you do, it actually opens up a lot of opportunities, gives you time back in your day, and can help you get a lot more respect at work as well in how you're approaching others. And so, yeah, I had just gotten quite a few conversations going around this and when you and I, Orlando, were kind of talking about it, you're like, oh, yeah, you know what? That That's actually a really good topic. I think that's going to help a lot of our listeners to be able to do this better for themselves. Yeah, and it's funny. Just yesterday, I was thinking um, about the topic, and I was like, okay, so we're talking about you know, the, the setting the right boundaries at work. What does that mean uh, initially? Where? And immediately what hit me was the, like the five whys. What, where, when, how, who, and all those. So it was like, what are the right boundaries? When do you set those? Why do you set those? How do you set those? And where do you set those? So it's like mm -hmm. there's five different areas in how to structure that. And so if we're saying in the workplace, that's that's the where. Some of some of it is is the where, but then it's the who. So let let's start on the who do we set boundaries with? Yeah. And you have a lot of content around this, and I love it. <laughs> um, let's, let's start there. Who should we be setting boundaries with at work? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the first thing I really want to preface this with, and I, mm -hmm. I shared it actually in a recent free event that I hosted and I, it really stood out to people. And I, I, I said that, you know, remember that setting boundaries 
is not a weakness. It's a sign of strength. It really, really is, right? It's not a weakness. It's a sign of strength because it shows that you know your capacity. You know your limits. You know what you're able to take on to be most effective in your role. And that's really what boundaries are. It's to make sure that you are able to show up as your best self without things that are compromising you in some way, right? And so without those boundaries, you could fall into some pretty tricky waters that will likely not be sustainable for one, but also really work against you and your progression because you're setting the wrong precedent for yourself. So in terms of the who, um, building off of this, you're definitely going to want to have boundaries set with your boss, the person who is likely most directly evaluating you, probably with your team. And when I say team, of course, your direct team who you're working with most directly, but also extended teams people that you're interacting with but aren't necessarily part of your immediate team at work, but people who need things from you and vice versa. Um, and I think it's also about setting boundaries that protect your personal life. So probably in some ways with your family, right? Setting boundaries maybe of when you're going to be working and stopping to work. You know, are you working on the weekends? Are you not working on the weekends? You know, well, what do they need from you to be the best partner, spouse, parent, um, you know, just have a really effective relationship and quality of relationship in your personal life. So those are a few kind of buckets of people that definitely come to mind, Orlando, of who you should really be focusing on in setting the right boundaries at work. I love that. And I'm going to throw a curveball in there uh, and couple it with when. So the who you can also in my brain, I was thinking about this again yesterday, is you can also start to beginning to begin to set boundaries with the recruiter during the interview uh, process there, you know, kind of stating um, really talking about what what space, what culture, what puts you in a position to optimize and be successful at work. But do it in right in a really professional way, a really professional way um, around setting those boundaries there. <clears throat> on where they can maximize your talents. So there's there's all kinds of ways that you can do that early on. So when you're move on in the interview process, you're you're basically repeating what you said to that recruiter that got you to the next step and you're setting it in those conversations yeah. with the hiring managers. So they know coming in, like you said, Tiffany, um, you're doing it to set yourself up for success. Not to seem like uh, don't, you know, you're not saying don't ask me to work at 530. Don't ask me to work on the weekends. Just saying, here's here are some best ways to where I can be utilized and I'm at my peak performance is yeah. when I have a little autonomy or when this and that. And so they can fully understand the type of talent they're getting. And they're like, OK, great. Well, actually, that works in our model. We love that you have this awareness and knowing when you can come in and execute and be open to discussions of things, you know, whatever time of season it is at work and it peaks and things get a little crazy. I know that I need to take a little bit off your plate so we yeah. can execute on this and having those open discussion. So I think you, you can set that tone early in the process uh, again with a, in a professional manner that works uh, to, towards your favor in the employer's favor. That's so good. I'm really happy you brought that up because I think a lot of candidates feel a little bit hesitant to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, but it really is about setting that right tone. So you don't want to, let's say, accept a role and then get in there and realize like, oh my goodness, like what did I get myself into? Or, mm -hmm. you know, have a real clash too early on that's actually preventing you from being set up for success there. I also really love Jose's comment that came through uh, just before. And it was one of the other things I wanted to add around the who, 
which is external partners that you might be working with. Mm. Um, you know, we see this a lot with consultants or consulting based work when you're dealing with clients, but I can tell you even, you know, in my corporate career, I didn't necessarily have external clients, but I had external vendors and partners that, uh, would need things from me. And this is one of those key areas where you're clearly on different timelines, right? They have their own way of operating yeah. and you internally in your company have your way of operating. And so you need to be able to set that boundary with them on what kind of timeline they should expect getting news from you or updates from you, or what does that working relationship look like if they send you a request at a certain time in the day or of the week, um, so that you're not creating any constraint or frustrations between the both of you, but actually helping to fuel a really collaborative dynamic. And more often than not, Orlando, like just communicating effectively and communicating the expectation is half the battle. Yep. You, know, you just have to have that communication so that they know, oh, okay, so that's why, you know, Jose is getting back to me the next morning if I send him something at 5 p.m., um, you know, that, that's been understood. And I, I get that as a client. Of course, there's probably going to be exceptions to the rule across the board in most work settings, even when you have boundaries that are set. But we need to make sure that those are the exception to the rule and don't become the norm. Mm -hmm. that create a, a really unsustainable working dynamic for you and the people that you're working with. And I think what we're, we're saying too, and let me know if you agree with this, Tiffany, is the overarching or undertone is communication when setting uh, the boundaries. Again, yeah. be flexible in your, your boundaries because, you know, it's, it's the organization. You're trying to get things done. You're trying to execute these deadlines. Things happen. Life happens. Uh, but I think if you yeah. continuously keep the, uh, the the lines of communication open, you'll have a more seamless transition when things may get a little bumpy because, you know, you can speak with your manager, your peers, your team to then think no one's like, oh, Orlando's super rigid. He's out of here at five o'clock on Thursdays every time. And he doesn't want, you know, he's not going to come support uh, yeah. this project if it takes us another hour. So, no, oh, let's. Hey, we're foreseeing uh, that this project may take a few more, uh, you know, a few more days. Uh, can we start looking at adjusting our time to make sure we're meeting deadlines? Let's you know, yeah. have those conversations early on so you can prepare mm -hmm. and make the adjustment needed to meet the deadline. You can come in late an hour later to offset that. We want to be mindful of everyone's time and life, you know, work life balance. But I think sometimes employers naturally assume you're just going to do it because it's work or you have to give up that time. Yeah. Uh, not all, but you know, it's, it's out there, right. Uh, Cause this wouldn't even be a topic <clears throat> if, if everything was uh, you know um, all bells and whistles at, at work. So I think both, again, you, you know me, Tiffany, I, I put the onus both on job seekers and the employers at the same time in every episode. It to has be like, to, it has yeah. to be, it's not a one-sided dynamic, mm -mm. like by any means. And, you know, as an employee, you have a responsibility in helping you yourself in these situations. You know, I'm sure we've all heard the expression, you know, you work to live, not live to work. And, mm -hmm. and it's really about making sure that those personal boundaries are well respected. I think what a lot of, you know, people in, in, the, in the workforce often discount is, you know, when you are being overtaken by your workplace and you don't have those boundaries, like there is no way that you are showing up as your best self mm -hmm. in other areas of your life. And that's going to create a real resentment that you're going to have that will build up. It's going to compound over time. And so as much as it might feel challenging to set those boundaries, or if let's say people have gotten cert, 
used to you doing things in a certain way and you're like, well, I can't possibly now start saying no to things. I've always said yes to this and, you know, whatever that might look like for all of our yes people tuning in, (laughs) you know, yes, you can. You absolutely can change the precedent and you have to because otherwise people are going to keep taking and taking and taking. Time is one of the number one things that people will take advantage of for you at work and we don't want to have that be a problem for you. And so setting that right boundary, it might feel like ripping off that band-aid, but once you do, it's going to open up a lot more opportunity for you and allow you to be more strategic in where you're putting your time and energy, allow you to focus on the right things that are making a bigger difference and more impact in your work, and is actually going to allow you to be there for your personal priorities in the way that you need. And so you don't feel like you're constantly spreading yourself too thin. And I think that that's so crucial because you said you've opened the door basically uh, to being the yes person because you want to be a team player. You want to execute. You may have some high goals that you want to achieve, but then you've set yourself up into a space to where um, you have no boundaries. Yeah. You know, Tiffany, Orlando or Michael or Judy, whoever, you can do it all. So we're just going to continue to dump and dump and dump on you until the point where something can fall, right? A ball, a crucial ball can drop in a project because you've taken on too much to try to prove something essentially uh, without saying, Hey, again, you know, Mr. Mrs. Manager. And and I love the way you explain this in one of your uh, Instagram reels. Um, When I I want you to do, I don't want to mess it up, but it was something (laughs) along the lines of, you know, here's my current priority. If you're asking me to take on this project, do you want me mm. to set this one down? So yeah, give, give, give the folks kind of that, that language oh, yeah. that will help them. A hundred percent, right? When it comes to setting boundaries, especially around workload, it's not about coming off as rigid or being unhelpful, right? If someone's coming to you and you just say, no, I can't do that. You know, you can take that approach. I don't really recommend it because it's probably <laughs> going to leave a little bit of a sour taste in the other person's mouth. But what you can do is show that something has to kind of give or something has to be taken into consideration for you to be able to take on this other thing. And why that's so important, Orlando, is because oftentimes the other person who's asking you what they need from you, they don't actually know what you're working on. Like they don't know what your current priorities are. They don't know what you're already required to do for that given day or week. And they're just like, I need this from Orlando. So I have to go ask him to, to help me with this. And so that's your responsibility as the employee on the other end of this conversation of saying, okay, look, you know, I appreciate you coming to me and, and needing my help on that. You know, at the same time, I'm, I'm currently working on X priority today. And that is something I absolutely need to prioritize before anything else, you know, is if this is really urgent, it's something I could get to tomorrow. Um, or, you know, possibly I can relook this with my manager and see if I can shuffle things around to be able to accommodate that if that's a bigger priority than what I'm already working on right now, right? Like just having that kind of conversation to show, look, I, I kind of want to help. If this, the special caveat here is if it is something that should fall into your camp, okay? Mm. We're going to talk about it in a second if it shouldn't even fall into your camp at all and they're still coming to you for whatever reason. But I'm saying this in the assumption that this is something that you should actually be helping them with. And it's just the timing is obviously overlapping in a bad way for you because you already have things you need to get out the door. And so in that particular case, it gives you that opportunity to realign with your manager, maybe say, hey, look, you know, Orlando came to me asking me to take this on. As you know, I'm already working on X priority today. And that's my, 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 my 
core focus right now. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if you think that this is a bigger priority, let me know and I can, you know, readjust that timeline or should I go back to so-and-so and tell them, you know, I need to actually delay that or only get back to it by, by the end of the week. And like this, it's just a good way of navigating that kind of conversation so that you don't automatically take this thing on and then have to work extra hours or compromise the work that you're being actually evaluated on right now uh, to accommodate other people. Well, I think that that response is so spot on and perfect, uh, both from a peer perspective and then from another leader in which what you do may affect their, you know, that department as well. So, because you'll have those times where you'll have some other leader come to you and saying, hey, can you jump on this for me? Uh, because again, what you produce kind of separates and it, it spreads across different departments <clears throat> and sharing that with your, with your direct people leader. Uh, so they may have to go back on your behalf and saying, Hey, I understand that you asked Tiffany to execute this priority, but she's currently working on this. Let's align, um, you know, and see which deadline is first and how crucial, what's the, what's the weight of each project and figure that out. Because again, I, I can't have her just um, jump on this. And, and then my expectations that this is getting done on Friday <laughs> and it's not because you gave her you know, a, a different set of uh, instructions. So yeah. that response alone, I think is something that needs to be embedded yeah. and practiced and practiced and practiced um, to where it's become so natural for us to deliver uh, it really opens the eyes of managers or managers go go to the manager, go to the other manager and ask, hey, do you have anyone on your team that can flex a little bit uh, based on their priorities that yeah. can support me in this project versus going direct? Uh, right. There's, there's so many ways you can go with that oh, response, 100%. which I absolutely love. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's just so and so important. So important. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, when I was a manager in corporate, I did that a lot for my team. Like they would come to me, I encourage this type of behavior. So they would come to me and say, Hey, you know what? Someone just came to me, asked me for this. And before they would take it on, because it was a pretty big ask, mm -hmm. you know, I was like, Oh no, 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 no. Like that is not the priority this week. And sometimes, you know, especially if you're a more junior employee or you're trying to kind of navigate what those priorities are, leverage your manager where you can to really see like, should I be taking this on right now? Is this even something that I should be doing? Maybe it's something that someone else should be doing. And even coming to your earlier point, Orlando as a job seeker, let's say you land a new job. Sometimes people tend to take advantage of the new hire yep. to dump things being like, well, they don't know any different, right? Like they're the new person here. So I'm just going to ask them to do this. And they're probably going to assume that they need to do it. So don't, don't be blinded by that either. You know, when in doubt, use your manager, leverage your manager in that way. And it even made me think, Orlando, of another important point when we're talking about being a yes person or taking on too much. And this was a big wake up call for me in my own career where I used to be that person, you know, I really mm -hmm. wanted to be that people pleaser and show that I can do it and prove myself. And I had a feedback at one point that really stuck, stuck with me. And I was like, Oh gosh, that's not how I wanted that to go down. But when you are taking on everything, mm -hmm. trying to do all the things, it actually really hinders your own personal brand because you're not really known for anything right? Like you're just spread so thin across the board. It almost looks like you're constantly putting out fires and that might show that you can get things done, but it's not really letting yourself be known for anything. And so for anyone who falls into a bit of that mindset of, well, I can't possibly start saying no to things because I've been doing this or I don't want it to reflect badly on me. It probably already is reflecting badly on you because you're not 
being recognized for something that can position you as a, a real top talent in the organization. You're much better to be more less is more focused and really hone in on the key things, like the right things that will bring more value and impact for you than trying to do everything and people not really knowing what what you do well or what they should go to you for as a as a resource or as an expertise. So that's really once again your responsibility as an employee when you're setting those boundaries to really ask yourself, you know, what are the shifts I need to make that will allow me to be better recognized for XYZ, which are the things I want to be recognized for in the organization. And probably your boundary setting is going to have to play into that to uh, to allow that to come to life a little bit better. Yeah, it's like you're saying, um, how do I set myself up to be considered the SME uh, for a certain, you know, skill set or whatever yeah. that may be. So but you're taking on too much. And so they just know you're the yes man. Right. So your your brand is the yes person. Oh, they'll get it done. But lo and behold, you're probably not getting it all done. Yeah. Right. You're, they just don't know that you're dropping balls here and there. Uh, and it becomes very overwhelming. And then your mind starts to spiral, right? Because you've accepted so much, you're overwhelmed. You're not sure if you want to stick around. <laughs> you don't know how to how to uh, throw your own self a life raft to say, yeah. how do I get out of this? How do I talk to my manager? Yada, yada, yada. And then you're you're in this space of, uh, you know, high stress, um, high, um, just your faith is low in your ability to to execute on this. You can't even think of the verbiage to to again to approach it to say you can't because you've been saying yes so long, um, and that that absolutely will hurt your brand and your credibility within the organization. So, yeah, yeah. be super mindful of that and just set you can set and again I, I'm a praise Tiffany because the verbiage she uh, she provides both here and on her IG account uh, is is crucial phrases, but. That will absolutely set the tone in a professional manner. I don't yeah. think anyone can feel abrupt or kind of get offended. It's professional. And I think from a, a really good management team, they will absolutely love that. And like, you know what? Let's all right. Let's discuss that. Let me go. Let me go back because I may be able to do it myself or have another team member. But I appreciate you letting me know. Yeah. Uh, so my assumption is I give it to you at two and it's going to be executed by five. Yeah. All right. So 100%. Yeah. This is so good. You know, I never want any anyone to feel like they have to compromise themselves to get the job done. Mm -hmm. it, it's not a good spot to be in, right? And that's why setting those boundaries, especially with regards to workload, even with regards to the projects that you're working on, you know, boundaries can even be with the people that you're collaborating with, making sure that the role and responsibilities are clear between you guys, uh, making sure that there's no overlap or like inefficiencies that are actually causing more problems than solutions. Yep. That's a, that's a big one, right? If people are trying to overstep or like take things over from you, once again, you're probably going to have to set some boundaries there of what you want to maintain ownership of in your role. Um, so some of these things can be project related or like task related as well versus more overarching boundaries of like just your work life, what you want that to, to, to look like for you mm -hmm. in terms of working hours, in terms of expectation, in terms of, you know, even just communications, like with your boss, with your team, right? Are you actually expected to answer emails after work hours? If you get an email, like what is the expectation around that? Um, and are you okay with that expectation? 
You know, I, I think it, that's something that needs to be discussed. And that's so crucial. I don't think it is. It's it's like a you should. Uh, it's an unknown you should know. Yeah. Right. It's if you're especially if you're a people leader, it's like it's an unknown. You should be available twenty four seven on call. Um, and that's that's. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got my opinions on that, Orlando. But I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> and it's and I, and I think um, again that sets us up for failure and frustration behind the scenes. Yeah. That's when folks start to come into work with the false smile, the false "Hey, I'm doing great," and and behind the scenes in their brain, they're cussing their people leader out. They're upset at work. You know, they're having a bad weekend. Again, it's because there was no boundary set in the beginning. It was just get her done. It's the get her done, you know, mentality. If my senior leader is doing it, of course I should be doing it. If they're at a senior level, if they're doing, yeah, but that's, it's not one brush paints the whole picture for the organization. That's, Mm -mm. that shouldn't be the you know, no. how efficiency and work-life balance and mental health and all those things be, be broadcasted against the organization. So yeah. that's good. But yeah, let me, let me be quiet. Yeah. Cause I, you reacted to that. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, I, I really enjoy what you just shared. And, you know, I think when it comes to those like off hour communications, mm-hmm. even if you're not responding to them, it could still create unnecessary stress, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're getting a message at 9 PM in the evening, like, what are you really supposed to do with that? You know, like, I know sometimes as a manager, that's when they're getting around to it. So they're sending it to you. And that's where the expectation piece is really clear to be communicated on. Um, if you only expect them to look at it the next day. And so at least your employees know, okay, I'm just not going to like pay much attention to my emails in the evening. I'm going to use that as disconnect time and then come back to the next day. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know, if you don't have that conversation, my gosh, can that can be a stressor? I know I certainly felt that a lot in my career when I had managers who didn't have as much, you know, consideration for work-life balance. They were a little bit of that workhorse type of mentality. And I would be so stressed getting these emails being like, like, do I have to just stay in my, my inbox? You know, I had one boss, you're probably going to find this a little funny Orlando, you know, back in the days of blackberries, um, (laughs) You know, she had said, you know, for the longest time, she's like, do not get emails on your phone, Tiff. She's like, there, it's going to become a crackberry. Like, you don't, you don't <laughs> want to become addicted to it. Once you have your emails on your phone, it's like game over. Yeah. And, you know, in hindsight, I, I understood what she meant because it's one of those things. If you have alerts on and whatnot, it's hard yeah. to just turn off. Um, and that's why, you know, just as a quick tip for everyone listening, Everyone's going to be different, but this is something that works really well for me. And I've been doing this for years um, is, is really keeping my phone in like a place that's out of sight when I'm at home, when I'm with my family, if I have my phone close by, it almost becomes a little bit like that addiction where you feel like you have to check or you have to see, you know, what alerts are coming through and that could be work related. It could be anything related. Um, but I find really just keeping it, you know, out of sight, especially on weekends, um, and the evenings, it, it really, really helps to just have that like physical disconnect and not even see mm-hmm. the temptation. Um, so that, that's definitely some of my, my thoughts when it comes to out of, out of typical office hour, uh, type of communications, you know, that said, when you have those communications with your boss and they know that you're not going to be responding so much to those messages, 
then it becomes the exception to the rule where maybe there are times where they're going to need that and you just have to have the communication around it. Uh-huh. Say, okay, this is a busier time. It's possible, you know, I might be needing things from you uh, for like the next morning. So I might be sharing things uh, along those lines. Or even if I take myself finally as a quick example, Orlando, with my teams, when I started having my, my kids and more of that family life, I had to leave our office at a certain hour, a little bit earlier than our typical end of day hours. Mm -hmm. But I knew I would have to likely clock back in a little bit in the evening, just for a really short stint to check and clear out any urgencies or things that my team needed. And so I told them actively, I'm like, I'm going to have to do that in the evening. If I send anything your way, there is never an expectation to answer. It absolutely can wait to the next day. So please take your evening. It's only for me to make sure that I'm clearing things out to help you in your projects. And they really appreciated that because they would leave the workday feeling good, feeling happy, feeling like, okay, I don't need to be on all the time. Tiffany set that expectation for me. And for me, it helped as their leader to make sure that I was getting back to them in a timely way, but without compromising their well-being or compromising my well-being. Like the expectation was just really well understood. Something like that can be done so easily. We just have to do it that way. Yeah, yeah. And I see uh, Jose's comment coming in saying it also depends on the industry. Um, I think again, it's it's really uh, about communications uh, because if you're not communicating, and the industry is known for just being that kind of driver twenty four seven, and no one starts to say, "Hey, here's where we need to be in order to be effective." I can't give you 24 seven, right? That's just yeah. not feasible for me to be effective um, as an employee, as a team member, or as a leader uh, in the organization. Can we get some cadence set up to where a certain time frame means this, you know, let's, let's try to set where high priority gets done in, in peak hours. Yeah. Anything else, the expectations that it can get done by tomorrow or start communicating that in your communications via email um, can be, you know, put it in abbreviations follow up tomorrow, follow up tomorrow and you send the communications, whatever that is. But <clears throat> I think when it's been s- such a, a, a driving force in, in corporate, again, in order to achieve, you have to do more, take more, uh, be available, be available for the happy hours, be available on the weekends, volunteer more, do it, you know, be seen by and in front of senior leaders to, to get more visibility. Again, you're, 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 your boundaries are you're setting boundaries, but you're not your boundaries are saying I'm here everywhere. I'm omnipresent. I can be omnipresent. And yeah. that's not sustainable. Right, folks, yeah. that's not sustainable. Yeah. And all those efforts sometimes don't even get recognized. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it, it's such a great point. You know, it's not just about setting the boundaries. It's also about maintaining the boundary. Mm. I know that's where a lot of professionals feel challenged where they're like, well, I, I'm trying to set it, but it's like keep, keeping it, maintaining yeah. it is, is a real challenge where other people aren't respecting my boundaries. Mm-hmm. And that's where if it might need like constant reinforcement, constant reminders, but why that communication piece is so critical, because at least once you've had that, that now becomes your baseline. Like you have something that you can fall back on and say, you know, hey, look, I, I noticed that you're coming to me again with this kind of uh, last minute request when we actually already discussed that two weeks ago and some of the inefficiencies that we're trying to avoid in this happening again. Can I ask, you know, why you're coming to me at this time for this particular project, knowing that we discussed that prior, mm-hmm. you know, and just kind of 
calling them out a little bit, right? Because it's easy for people to just fall back in their ways and be like, okay, fine. We had that one conversation, but I still really need this from Orlando right now, mm-hmm. which kind of leads me to the point around last minute request. I know that's something that many of us need help on in setting those boundaries, especially if they're coming from management or top down. And last minute requests are an interesting one, right? There's normally two areas where the problems are occurring with last minute requests that are compromising your boundaries. It's either a communication issue or like an operational efficiency issue Mm -hmm. in the process. So either there's not enough communication, either upwards or downwards, hence why you're only learning this now at like the 11th hour, or there's something that's not working in the process leading to people kind of dropping the ball along the way and why it's getting to you at this late stage in the game. So it's really part of your responsibility before taking these things on to really understand like, why is that, why is this even happening? Especially Mm -hmm. if it continues to happen with the same people. It's like, why am I constantly getting last minute requests? Could be if it's from your boss that they're not really good at like managing their time, or maybe they're not good in their top down communication with, with leadership. And so they're not getting enough foresight in what's coming to be able to tell you and prepare you properly. Or maybe they're not pushing back on deadlines enough that they really should be knowing what you already have on your plate and they're just expecting you to do it. So they're saying yes, because they want to look good, Mm -hmm. but then it falls on you to get it done and they've committed to a deadline that isn't realistic. So again, that's a communication issue. That's a communication problem that you need to rectify um, versus process issues that could be a whole other bucket to dive into as well. But normally when you're dealing with last minute requests, there's likely an, an underlying problem that needs to be fixed so it doesn't keep happening. You you just opened up a whole can of worms with that one. That is so massive. And I was just before you said it, I'm like, that's it right there. That's 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 the nail on the head. Yeah. Is your your people leader, their communication um, line with their people leader. And it's just like, get it done, like get it done. Um, they may be acts of something that's last minute from a, right. That can roll all the way up to the CEO of the organization. And that that's a tougher conversation to say, Hey, yeah. three, three levels down. My person <laughs> is having problems with these last minute things. They're like, what, what are you talking about? Who? Yeah. Whatever. I know. Find someone and, else did. <laughs> and I can add like a, a, another kind of communication template that's going to help our listeners with yeah. this. Because I've certainly been there myself too. And let's say, you know, you're you're even in a meeting and you're with the CEO and they are challenging you on something in one of your projects. And they're like, we need to fix that. Like, we have to make this change. And it was supposed to be delivered like tomorrow. You're like already at the last stage or it's supposed to be delivered this week. And now you're set, suddenly getting a pretty big change mm-hmm. that will require overwork, overtime, and likely compromise the actual delivery of the project. You know, instead of just saying, yes, I'll do it because it's your CEO, you have to let them know what the possible consequence of that is. And again, it goes to what I said at the beginning, when you set boundaries in the right way, it's a sign of strength, not a sign of weakness. So even in this particular example, you want to let them know what the consequence will be by making that change and actually see if they're okay with that consequence. Because they don't know. They don't, they're not in the details the way you are. They don't know. They're just saying, I want this changed. So you could approach this in a way and you could say, well, thank you so much for that feedback. Um, I can certainly take that into account and make that change, um, you know, in full transparency. If I do do that, knowing that the deadline was this Friday, it's likely going to compromise that. And I'd have to push that out to the following week. 
Is that something that you're okay with? And if yes, I will absolutely make that change. If not, I can certainly factor that in for the next time that, you know, I'm working on this particular type of project. And like that, you help them kind of decide with you, yes, please go ahead and make the change. And you say, okay, wonderful, done. And you don't have to necessarily compromise yourself so much because you'll push things out to make that happen. Or maybe they're going to say, oh, you know, you know what? No, no, like it absolutely has to get out this week. I didn't realize that this would actually, you know, have such a compromising effect or see if there's a way we can get it out this week still. Let's try. If not, fine, we'll do it for the next time. So just like a little bit of inspiration there mm -hmm. so that you don't feel like you just have to do what management is saying all the time because they don't know the in and out details. And often they might not want that consequence to happen. They are just not aware of it because you're kind of scared to tell them this or you feel like, well, I guess I have to do it because they're asking me to do it. Yes and no, right? Use a yep. little bit of your discretion. And I think that's great for another, you know, training to be set up for organizations, whether it be uh, in person or computer-based training to where we're talking about setting the right, you know, boundaries at work. I think that's so crucial. Having the proper language so it breaks down barriers, a fear of any kind of, you know, uh, you know, any kind of folks kind of lashing back at you for kind of standing up for yourself. But again, not in a non-professional way. It's just overstating. It's like, hey, to get the best out of me to deliver what you need for me on a week to week basis, um, how close can we stay to these parameters? And obviously, right, you want that for your 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 people leader. Um, and again, you hope they communicate that up and it's it becomes a, a cultural norm uh, for the organization. Right. Peak performance yeah. <clears throat> has to be set where there's boundaries around it. It is not just a fly by night 24 seven. So, again, that peak will at every peak, there's a valley. So you will at some yeah. point hit that valley if there's there's no constraints and there's no order or structure around that. Yeah. And this just becomes more important as you grow mm -hmm. in seniority, because obviously the higher you go up uh, within, let's say, a corporate environment, mm -hmm. you're going to get more demands, more responsibilities, more expectations on your shoulders. So you can't possibly take on everything at every stage. You need to build on your prioritization, your ability to set the boundary, your ability to push back, your ability to communicate really effectively, to manage the right expectations. These are like life skills that are going to help you tremendously as you grow to those more senior levels, if that is something that you want to do without, again, sacrificing you or your well-being in the process, because otherwise you won't be able to show up as the right leader or the right support to those that you're working with. And it'll likely affect you negatively in your personal life as well. And we really want to avoid that. Yeah. And that's why I mentioned earlier, it's, it's so you can actually start to set those boundaries and have those conversations in the interview process. Because when I used to interview and hire folks, I, that's one of the questions I would always ask. Or when I assumed a new team uh, in the new company was, you know, how would you like to be managed in those one on ones? Give me the best way to communicate with you so I can get the best out of you. Um, and I think if we start to have, again, those earlier conversations around that, it'll take some time. Right. Uh, but again, you can always you have a reference point. You say, remember when we initially discussed X <laughs> around this and what you said, uh, it's coming up again. Let me just make sure we can realign and uh, where we at today from what's what's changed. What's the project? What's the deadline? Can we shift? Because um, you, you can't just you just can't take on too much too yeah. soon and, and expect the same uh, result each time. Right. That is just too much. Uh, it's, it's just too much. So 
overall overarching is the communication piece that uh, I think corporate at a large scale is missing. Uh, and it, it's like you said, as you ascend higher into your role, the pressure of, of saying yes gets greater. Mm-hmm. Right. It gets far, far greater and tougher to say no and really kind of stake your flag and saying, here's how I'm going to run my organization. So we're most effective for, for the entire organization mm-hmm. um, versus just saying, yep, we're going to done. And you're just throwing the weight down, <laughs> down the ladder for folks to, to pick up. And then you circle back two weeks later, where are we at? Well, if you would, uh, you know, this and that, this is where we're at. We're <laughs> things are dropping here. We're trying to let you know, but you're not listening. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, this is one of those essential things. When you start doing it, it it almost becomes like a muscle. You get used to it. It creates the right dynamic and it's going to protect you in a lot of ways also. Right. I, I'm remembering one of my clients who was really scared to set boundaries at one point because she had taken on a lot. People kind of expected that of her. And she's like, I don't think this is going to go very well. And I was like, trust me, trust me, approach it this way. Mm-hmm. And you're going to see it's going to turn things around for you. And it absolutely did. She was completely shocked. She came back to me. She's like, I can't believe this is working. Like people are respecting me. It's actually helping me be more effective in my day. I've gotten so much time back in my day that I'm now using on other things that are mm-hmm. giving me more exposure or visibility. And she actually just updated me. I, I work with this particular client like several months ago and she updated me recently and she's like honestly like I'm still doing everything that we talked about it's been so good for me it's helped me in xyz ways in my current role and I'm you know I'm really grateful for that and I'm like that is that's the epitome of building the right boundaries establishing them maintaining them and letting yourself be recognized for that someone that's not afraid to be strategic and more critical Mm -hmm. in what you take on not afraid to be collaborative but also you know decisive in where you put your time and energy and, you know, setting the right tone of what you want to be known for in the organization. Like we talked about before, all of this is so, so important. And I think it will, it'll help. Cause one of the things you said earlier that was crucial was <clears throat> letting them know the expectations. If you're talking to the CEO and saying, Hey, here's the risk. If yeah. you're adding more to the plate, reducing the timeline and the change of the ask is larger than expected. Um, here's the risk. So if you're bringing that solution to the table, anytime you, you speak with your people manager and it's, it's about, Hey, something's going to drop or we're going to miss the deadline. If I have to pivot, um, again, are you okay with that versus just doing it? Yeah. And then the understanding is you delivered on everything with a and B. I know you were told to do C at the last minute, but I thought a and B was done. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, no. Like, Wires crossed big time, <laughs> yeah. right? Right. Yeah. Say something. Yeah. And then that puts you more in hot water because we're like, why didn't you say anything? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And even, you know, in that situation that you just recap, it, it goes to what I mentioned before around either having a communication challenge or like a mm-hmm. process operational challenge when we mm-hmm. get last minute requests. So even with this example, you know, of getting a change from a CEO kind of at the 11th hour of a project timeline. You know, there's probably a process issue there as well, where maybe you're not finding the right opportunity to loop them in early enough on in that type of project to avoid even being in the situation. That might be a cue for you where you're like, oh gosh, like I cannot wait till this kind of meeting to show him or her this kind of 
project that I'm doing because it's going to keep happening. Yeah. I probably need to find an opportunity maybe with my boss, my VP to actually show this at an earlier stage and get that alignment. That way I can actually integrate that and not end up in a situation where it's just not really feasible and disappointing or risk disappointing, uh, you know, a leader of the company that you don't really want to disappoint. Yeah. I yeah. think what's uh, what's funny is what used to happen uh, previously where you're a conversation happens behind the scenes uh, where you're directly impacted on and you're the person that can give the, the better insight. You're not in those earlier conversations. No. You're looped in at the decision standpoint to execute. You were like, wait a minute, why wasn't I brought in earlier? Yeah. That your first thought was like, I could have navigated this a lot better for you guys. <laughs> if you would have just pulled me in earlier, yeah. the outcome and the result and timeline, we could have, we could have level set uh, far, far better than this. And, and again, the expectations of the leaders are like, yeah, we can just do this without knowing the risk. They don't know. Or the time repercussion yeah. also, right? They just don't know. <clears throat> That's their, you know, when we think about it with C-level execs, their role is to challenge, you know, they need to make sure that they're making the best decisions for the company. And so, you know, never be surprised if they're pushing or questioning or challenging you on things. But you need to also fill them in of what the consequence is, what the opportunity cost is and all of mm -hmm. this so that they can also make a really informed decision. They're, they're probably going to be a lot more frustrated if they ask you to do something and you do it, but it actually compromises a deadline that they were not okay with, that they didn't realize that that was going to happen. Mm -hmm. So you need to be able to loop them in with this and share that more proactively and feel really confident to do that. Yeah, it'll be smart for for that senior leaders to expose themselves to the frontline team uh, and really kind of engage in something. Typically they're not going to do that, right? They'll go just direct to their, you know, yeah. if you're a VP, they'll go to their senior director or director just to gather information. But again, there's some, there's still communications gap. It'd yeah. be better to say, Hey, let's rally the team so I can get a, a, a closer insight as to what may happen, may not happen if we go this route. Yeah. Like absolutely. Be, be more open to do those <clears throat> those deeper dive conversations with with the entire team, or at least the people involved in the project in which you're asking, you know, to get done. Uh, so again, boundaries are are set and expectations are set for you know that end result uh, and expectation. Yeah, very well awesome. said. Yeah, awesome. yeah, love so it. I think we gave enough again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, we covered quite a bit here. <laughs> I know we could probably talk about this forever, but I know. no, I, I want to leave them with those those golden nuggets so that yeah. it doesn't feel like they have so much to focus on, right? I mean, I think some big themes that we covered today, Orlando, right? Boundaries are really a sign of strength, not weakness. Yeah. Oftentimes at the heart of setting effective boundaries is communication. And really helping that and managing the right expectations with whoever it is that you're working with, whether internally or externally, uh, you know, making sure that you are able to challenge and share the opportunity cost or consequence of making certain changes that are being asked when it comes to things like last minute requests or urgent deadlines that you might be dealing with. Um, you know, being able to push back in a way that is still collaborative, uh, but also protecting your time and energy. Mm -hmm. Anything else you'd want to add to that, Orlando? No, you you hit it all. You hit yeah. It all. Okay. Just overall, that that communication piece can can open up uh, doors to to really shine and, and create more efficiency. Yeah. Um, and process improvements and outcomes and really set the tone for 
that organization to uh, to achieve, you know, better results. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's Huge. it's it's going to change the game for everybody, you know, listening. And and maybe as a last key takeaway, mm-hmm. you know, if you're a yes person, try to move away from that sooner than later. Yeah. Because even if it feels somewhat sustainable right now, I guarantee you, it's not in the long run. And the sooner that you can focus on more of a less is more approach the better it's going to help you show up and really be recognized for what you want to be recognized for in your organization. Love it. Love it. That's, that's it. That's it. That's That's, a wrap. That's that's (laughs) a wrap for this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Folks, we absolutely appreciate you tuning in. If you have any questions uh, for Tiffany and myself, uh, please add those to the comments. We will respond to those, but we look forward to seeing you in two weeks Yeah, for the fifth episode of Career Talks Real Talk. So thanks so are, much, everyone. We're out of here. Bye.